Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome. Matt and Dory's excellent adventure coming to you from Podcast Studio West, <laughs> east of the old house. Podcast Studio Southeast. Uh, we are here. We're we're doing it. We're, we're we're in an interesting time in our lives where moving is occurring. Yeah, moving occurred. Grateful that we have been able to find a place that was larger. Grateful that it's in the same neighborhood. Grateful that I have such a wonderful wife who can handle logistical things much better than her husband can because he, quite frankly, would uh, forget to do any of it. Mm. Has he changed his address yet for the mail? Mm, no. no. That was the one thing he had to do, logistically. <laughs> Literally, wise. she made a list of things for me to do. And then during work, like on a Thursday or something, she just sent me a text message. I took care of this and this and this. And then like two days later, I also took care of this. Leaving the only thing on that... Well, the, and the only reason I couldn't do that is because you, a credit card? you need a credit card to like prove your identity. And I didn't have any of your credit cards on me. Seems odd. 
Is it? I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, just take care of this. And you were like, no, I'll just go back to the old house and check the mail. And then today you were like, oh, I got to go back to the old house and check the mail. And Which like, is like a ludicrous thing to say for a human being. I'm not going to change my address. I'm going to continually drive to the old mailbox. It was a very weird thing. Very you weird were, thing. I don't know what kind of mood I was in. Not a good one. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's not. That's probably accurate. <laughs> I think you were just like, this is not something I want to deal with right now. I just like, you probably just gotten home from work or something. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, I was like, yep, this is the one thing you have to do. Yes. Anyway, I'm, so, I'm trying to sing Dory's praises uh, <laughs> regarding what, what uh, has happened here on this behemoth of a move. Thank you. I appreciate that. 11. No, wait, 14, 14 and a half hours. hours. Yep. We had them pack for us, uh, which we had to because we had no time to pack. In retrospect, I wish I had made more of an attempt to try to pack some other stuff. Yeah, I feel like I actually, I had time to pack a few of my things that I was like, okay, I'm going to want to know where these things are. Yeah. But remember how I was like, you should pack a suitcase of stuff that you want to know where it is. I did. It was right there. That's the suitcase that got packed. But there were still so many things. But that was the suitcase that had the podcasting equipment, the keyboard, and the microphone. Are you glad you packed that suitcase? Of course. It was very easy to find. Because you like mocked me when I suggested it. Well, I thought the suitcase was more like, if you don't know where your clean underwear is. Well, that can be in the suitcase. But also that suitcase was half packed from a trip I don't remember taking. I know. Because when I went to take it out for you, I was like, why is the suitcase so heavy? And then I opened it and I was like, oh, there's like... I've been looking for that vest forever, by the way. I was like, there's Patagonia vest. In here. <laughs> like a couple shirts that I was like, where'd those shirts go? You know what? I think we took that suitcase to New York. No, I didn't have the vest in New York. Oh, oh wait, I did. But no, no, not that one. We, I had the four-wheeler. Did you take that suitcase to Boston? That is a... Yes, that's probably a Boston one or a Vegas one. Oh. It's the two-wheeler. Yeah, it's the two-wheeler. Which I don't care for. Which you don't like. I yeah. prefer a four-wheeler. I know. I like it's to, a nice suitcase. I, just, I like to maneuver. I know. Um, I actually bought that... I think I bought that suitcase pre-you. Right. And I had not been... Uh, made aware of the charms it's, of it's probably, spinners. That's probably why the uh, one of the pouches in there is still full of earplugs. Seems like a very Dory thing to have in a packed suitcase. Mm. Earplugs. Mm. Like packages, like mm. a package of unused earplugs. Mm. I, like, I like an earplug. You do. I know. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. We're in the new house. It's now day five. It's something like that. And... Like, it's starting to feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah. There's a light. Like, there's still a lot to be put away, but it's not total chaos. No, and it, that was a big drive of mine. Matt was, was sh- Matt was like, we have to get the living room, like, put away. Yes. This weekend, or it's, like, never going to get done because I go back to work on Monday. And he really, like, fucking rallied. Oh, I, I hauled ass around that living room. Yeah, Unpacked you did. a gajillion boxes, put the 400 million books in the bookcases. Yep. Uh, Dory said, just move it however you want The regarding the furniture in there. And I moved it and I was like, I know you're not going to like this, but this is how it's going to go right now. And she's like, I don't like this. <laughs> True story. Um, <clears throat> We're getting a new couch, but it's not going to be here for 12 weeks. <laughs> so. Whatever. Um, yeah, uh, it's been a weird, uh, it's been a weird few days. I feel like I lost a week of my life. 
that's gone. I mean, I haven't touched my phone in a week. Yeah, I haven't like. I kept leaving the house without it. Resp- I know it was annoying. I didn't mean to do that. I know it you would didn't. just get like lost under a box or I something. Um, I yeah, I feel like I like the impeachment was happening. And I had no idea what was I going don't on. No, what's going on? I like what? I no. literally this morning was like Alexa, what's the news? And then it was gonna start the news. And I was like, I don't want to be bummed out right now. I was like, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, open YouTube. <laughs> Uh, um yeah so it's been it's been interesting to be over here two and a half blocks it doesn't feel like it makes it would make a big difference but it, it weirdly, weirdly is does. much quieter over here mm-hmm. much quieter you said it'd be loud because we lived at a major major street and i was like well we're going to another major street right i don't think it could be louder than that right um it, but the it's not. the old major we also used to live on an alley i love alleys which <laughs> was was so loud an alley like behind a major street so i didn't even like re- like i knew it was loud but then like I, like when i woke up this morning or yesterday morning i was like oh it's so quiet i wasn't woken up by like a truck i wasn't woken up by beeping <laughs> right you know yeah yeah or a large diesel truck or a large diesel truck like that's nice and this um, house is just like it's much more private and much more peaceful. I think. I think uh, hopefully, it'll be Zen. Happy here. We're in the midst of like trying to figure some things out with regards to the house and like where the stuff is going. My stuff, obviously, is always going to be the headache of all headaches. So, um, but yeah, I clean. I, I was the last one in the house on. Tuesday after we moved and I just started uh, the, I saw the movers off. The old house. Yeah. And I said uh, I said bye to the movers. I was like I'll meet you over there. And then I just started crying in the house. And then I drove and I was crying. I'm very emotional now. Now that I have a baby. That isn't a four-legged dog that wants to ruin all the podcasting cables <laughs> in oh, this temporary setup. Oh buddy. Well, you're you're so trapped. You are so trapped. There's no, literally, no way you're gonna be able to get out of this. Uh, I'm gonna take a picture of this dog in this mess, and uh, maybe I'll just. There we go. Bobo, hi. Oh. And I should post it to Instagram. You should. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, there he goes. Oh, he, he got did out. it. I can't believe it. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, got real sad about leaving that house for yeah. some reason. Not for some reason. I mean, just five years of our life was there. Yeah, we went through a lot Half in that a house. decade of that house. We weren't even married when we moved into that house. I know. We were living in sin. Yep. All the IVF happened in that house. Yep. We got, yeah, we got engaged. We got married. Mm-hmm. We got Henry. We got Henry. We got Bo. We got Bo. That's all, yeah. All happened in that house that I was in when it was empty. It was a very weird, unsettling feeling. Yeah, you came back and you were so sad. I was so sad, but I was also I was laughing at myself. I thought it was very stupid that I was crying about it. I didn't think it was stupid. Because it's like, I still have the key. And <laughs> yeah, but... And like, it just like, it was a feeling of loss, but also like, I drove over to this other building that had all the things in it and my wife and child... <laughs> Mm. But it was a very strange feeling. Yeah, I bet. 
I feel like you did not react a similar way when you went over to get the uh, whatever you had to grab. All the stuff. Um. Well, I felt like you had expressed all the emotion for both of us. <laughs> I will use that in the future. Against ye. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, also, I had a mask on. Because I didn't want to inhale all the dust particles because I'm allergic to dust. Right. And I was like, this house is disgusting. Right. So dirty. Well, it just five years of dust behind everything. Yeah. And it's now, it's, it's now spick and span. Clean and, and, but I still got but, some work to do. But when there. I went in there, it was not clean. Right. And I was like, I was like, I had a mask on. I was just like, I was, I was very like, okay, gotta get this done. Gotta clean up the fridge. Gotta get, the, you know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. like, I, I got, I got shit to do. And I have a mask on. Yeah, you keep saying you have a mask on. <laughs> because I feel like having a mask on, like, not like it makes it harder to cry, but like, you're so cognizant of having a mask on your face that like, I don't know, there's something just like, that's made it unemotional. You think it just blocks that part of your kind brain. Kind of. That is. <laughs> also, a mask kept kind of slipping because I think my head is shaped funny. What? are you talking about anyway your head is not shaped funny but you know what i'll tell you something okay i was glad that i i've gone through various prepper stages that i had a box of of n95 masks right because sure. you can't get them now no i know i've i've, you know, I've rest i've dual respirators around here so oh, if, if we really need the <laughs> we're ever under some sort of a gas attack <laughs> we'll be okay but we don't have babies no but we could just put them in a bag and i'll jerry rig a mask oh okay it would be like in a sleeping bag that has a respirator on it. Oh, okay. He'll be able to breathe. Don't worry. What about Bobo? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll have to get another bag. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these bags moving? It's my dog and my child. <laughs> Can they breathe? Yeah, it's a dual respirator right here. That's cool. Oh, boy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we're just sort of, we're doing stuff. I recorded a couple of uh, Star Trek podcasts here yes, the other day. Uh, it's very strange right now. My desk is set up in this in this back bonus house, this bonus garage that is now a f- house thing. It's not a house. It has no, there's no, there's no water or heating or air conditioning. There is electricity. There is electricity and there is a, there is overhead light. But I'm using that lamp. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. A lot of trips to the hardware store for various weird things that I'm like, what? What do I need now? I mean, like all the stress of it aside, you're kind of in your element, though. What do you mean? Like, there's just like a lot of stuff to fix. A lot I, of stuff to look. I'm all, do a lot of like a lot of trips to the hardware store. Like I feel oh, I like you kind of love all I don't that stuff. Hate a trip to the hardware right. store. Believe exactly. me, it's like it's 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 almost like a, a zen place for yeah, me. And that's what I'm saying. Um, but you know, I've been I've been trying to figure out what to do with some stuff. I've got, you know got some storage methods that I've recently taken a look at for various things. We had a big discussion yesterday about where am where where am I? <laughs> um, just regarding all the my computer desk and the podcasting equipment, 
it's like, well, Dory, Dory does podcasts for a living and during the day, but like I podcast so late at night that I can't really be next to the bedroom. Yeah. In the old house, I was as far away in the house as you could be were the offices. Um, in this current house, that's, that's Henry's playroom. Yeah. So I'm currently outside. <laughs> with my desk which i was worried about because i don't want to be a person who's never in the house you know i hate the idea of a man cave Mm -hmm. but like inevitably i feel like when i'm done organizing this area it will just be a man cave Mm -hmm. by nature of it's full of tools and guitar cases and podcasting equipment yeah so if it wasn't full of tools and guitar cases like either i would take it or we could share it, but. Well, I mean, this is the thing I'm looking at that stores 20 guitar cases. It's right here on the screen. Oh. Mm. Well, so here's an option. So be like two here's an option I'm just going to propose yeah. that we hadn't really considered. Mm-hmm. We could share this as an office and turn the the current office next to our bedroom into like a family room. Well, No well again it all depends on like if i can heat and air condition this place if i can't then it's like a dead space regarding like that kind of stuff right i'd rather have you comfortable in the house what's nice about the way the house is designed you can close that door and be completely separated from the rest of the house totally so but you can't except for the bedroom except why would the bedroom be a problem for you no for you i mean right yes it is that's that that's, that's the issue that's my conundrum yes but i think your conundrum of making that i'm just trying to figure out like how to make this that space really work for you you know i'm looking into various storage things i've thought of some things to build uh just to sort of get my shit out of your face okay you know sure. i know how much you want a mid-century modern coffee desk what i don't know what What do you want what are you talking about i don't know i'm just trying to figure out your aesthetic i'm i feel like i'm moving away from like strictly mid-century modern it feels like a little played out now welcome to me five years ago i'm so played out that i wasn't even into (laughs) (laughs) mid-century. i'm like way into formica cabinets uh all right guys we'll be right back Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like 
I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. Uh, I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right. We're, we're back. back. No new decisions have been made. Nope. Um, but we're going to hear from you guys. We sure are. The and home listener. If you want us to read your email, you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com or you can call us at 413-461-BABY. 461-BABY. Okay. This first email, kick things off with an email from Maya who says, Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm a big fan of the pod as well as Forever 35. Thank you. This email is in response to the estrogen signal that went out last week. I too have a history of migraines with aura and was told in the past that I should never take birth control with estrogen in it. Like last week's emailer, I was concerned about the birth control aspect of my IVF protocol, but my clinic let me know that they encounter this all the time. It's an easy fix. You just take a progestin only birth control pill, also known as a mini pill instead. In a not so fun plot twist though, this didn't work at all for me. I took the mini pill as part of my prep for my natural FET, but had a weirdly light period once I came off of it. My clinic assured me that this was fine, but I felt like I couldn't be sure of my CD1, cycle day one. So they agreed to bring me in for blood work. Turns out my body had just sort of ignored the mini pill and started ovulating while on it, unbeknownst to anyone. Things had become so wonky that the follicle was almost 30 millimeters and basically on its way to cyst territory. Then, since I'd stopped the pill, I was basically ovulating and having a period at the exact same time. Whoa. That's a lot to happen in one period of time. And in one... uh uterus. Mm. Not exactly an ideal scenario for an embryo transfer. 
My clinic let me know that this had happened to others because progestin-only birth control pills are just not as effective as those that contain estrogen. After canceling my transfer, they agreed to let me go birth control-free for another transfer cycle, which resulted in my current pregnancy. I don't think my experience was super common, but I do think that the take-home lesson is if you have to use the mini pill, be aware that your body has a higher chance of ignoring it. Make sure you are getting baseline blood work and an ultrasound as soon as you can so that you know how your body is reacting. Hope that's helpful. Best to you and Henry. Two moms, a three-year-old IUI baby, an IVF baby on the way, and a golden retriever, 3,200 square feet in Bear, Delaware, where housing is cheap. Bear, Delaware. Delaware is such a business-friendly place. It is. It's a... The population was nineteen thousand three hundred seventy-one at the twenty ten census. Wow, that's a that's a that's a itty bitty itty bitty space. Small town. It's fourteen miles south of Wilmington. Huh. Hmm. Well, right. thanks for checking in and congratulations on 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 your three year old IUI baby and your IVF baby on the way and most of all your golden retriever and your thirty two hundred square feet. Maya, you're really living your best life. <laughs> okay, this is from Rochelle. Hey, Dory, I might be mistaken on this, but I've been listening to you talk about mosaic embryos, and I thought I remembered you saying your embryo was not actually mosaic, but had a deleted chromosome segment. I went back and listened to episode three, where you read the report from the embryologist. It said that your embryo was missing part of a chromosome arm, but did not say that it was mosaic. Mosaic means some cells are totally normal and some are abnormal. That This may allow for the embryo to self-correct if the side, flawed cells die off and the correct cells proliferate. I think your embryo had all cells affected by the deletion, but disregard this if I'm incorrect. Uh, Rochelle, uh, astute listener, an excellent point. I would always say we had a mosaic, and then Dory would correct me. And then at some point, she just stopped correcting me. It was just like, why bother? Everyone's going to call it a mosaic anyway. <laughs> well, this is a big, there's a big uh, sort of seeming delineation here. Yeah. What is Bo doing? Is he trying to sweep? Uh, we're watching our dog take this rolled out carpet runner and try to move it so we can lay down on tile. <laughs> what is he doing? He's trying to move the carpet. No, he's not. He's scratching it. He's digging. I think he wants to make his bed. On the carpet. Well, he's welcome to. He's slept on this carpet a ton. It's the one from the hallway. There he goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you just need to scratch it a little bit. That's, up, that's our bow update. Is that he fluffing is... it? Yeah, he was fluffing it. Uh, so anyway, what are, I was saying was like it's a big delineation between mosaic and, and yes. chromosome deletion. Yes. The long arm of chromosome. Yes, and you're right, Rochelle. We should be more precise in our language. But it's like... But that means like... We shouldn't even think about putting that in. Well, yeah, I mean, but they also were like, we don't really know what this means. Like, we don't know the size of the deletion. We don't know exactly where it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. It's like, I don't know anything about this baby, this 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 uh, baby science. Do it five years and you're just like, what? I think I know a lot. No, nope, I don't. Yeah. That's the beauty of Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. <laughs> All right. Dory, I would love a voicemail about like, I don't know, 
expired drugs or something. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I have one. <laughs> um, is my what's happening? I did. Uh, Here, try it again. Okay. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name is Mandy. I am a longtime listener, first-time caller. I wanted to call in regarding the expired drugs. So I work in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm in quality assurance, and at one point I was in quality control as well. My recommendation is do not take expired drugs. So the expiration dates are based upon stability studies that these pharmaceutical companies determine. And after that point, then... They're not being tested on stability, so they're not guaranteed to be as strong or they could be too strong or could have extra impurities. It's just things that, especially with trying to do IVF, I don't think you want to add any other things to the mix on something that's not being tested and making sure it's okay to still be in people. So those expiration dates actually are determined for a reason, and the FDA approves whether or not you can go out to a certain expiration date. All right. And thank you for continuing to do the podcast. I love it. And I am in 3,800 square feet in Maryland with myself, my husband, and my science baby. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Uh, Excellent point. Yep. Expert in the field. Yep. I love an expert. Thank you for weighing in. We now follow expert recommendations even though they might work for big pharma <laughs> i air quoted that you couldn't see it uh, um someone in one of my due date groups posted the other day about what i think it was something about how oh her her baby wasn't pooping which like normal question people ask that all the time and then later in the, like in the comments, someone asked her something and she responded that um, she'd had the baby at home with a midwife and the baby had never been to the doctor. The baby was nine months old. What? And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to step Oh, maybe they're Christian science. I'm going to step away slowly from this thread um, before I say something that will. Dory is an offensive person. I go on offense. That's what he means. She's a defensive person. <laughs> um, anyway. That's uh, wild. Yeah. Like Call of the Wild. Like like, uh, like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so then I went, on, I went on her personal Facebook page and there was like all this stuff about, you know, big pharma and... Oh, dear. Like the whole thing. And I was oh, like, no. Oh, okay. oh no! All right. <laughs> well, I hope she gets a good deal on an iron lung when her kid gets polio. Oh, oh, that's not nice. Hey, she should be burdened with it. No, that don't child say that. does not deserve a, a a parent who will not take them to a doctor. It's so insane. Okay. In in an, uh, moving on to another topic, switching gears here. I'm switched. Hi, what is our gear? Oh. Um, I have a seven-month seven month old, and um, I've seen on your Instagram, because I'm a stalker, that Henry loves his yes space or baby jail, as Matt likes to call it. 
um, because my daughter just started army crawling. We just started setting one up sometimes, and she hates it. She hates being in there. Um, I, I'll go in there with her, or I'll leave, like, one side open sometimes, but, you know, sometimes she has to be in there alone, and as soon as I leave, she is crying. So I just wanted to know if you guys have any tips for getting your baby to enjoy um, his or her yes space. Thanks, guys. Bye. I mean, this is sort of a Henry classic dilemma. He does not like to be left alone from the yes space, but he can sometimes be distracted with a new thing to chew on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Also, like. He'll occasionally be cool, like, sit happily and do something else in the yes space. I'm I'm kind of of the school of thought of like if a baby's crying for a few minutes it's not the end of the world correct yeah and he's by the way i would say he often isn't crying about it no he's just like yelling expressing his displeasure yelling about it and uh and uh shaking the gate yeah like he's like he's in jail like he's the ultimate warrior (laughs) getting ready for SummerSlam 91 (laughs) um but to your question one thing you said stuck out to me, which is that um, you started setting one up sometimes. I would have it up all the time. Ours stayed up all the time. Ours stayed up all the time. We did put it away at night before it had a full wall situation. So we used the entertainment center as the fourth wall for a while until Henry was able to hoist roll. himself up. No, we, we, we did it when he was able to roll. Yeah, we just didn't want him opening the cabinets. Yeah. Um, so then the fourth wall went up, and then it stayed up Yeah. from that day forward. Yeah. <laughs> it literally had, had never been disassembled. So I would suggest having it up all the time and kind of making, like trying to the extent that you can, like make it a happy place for her, like play in it with her. Tell And when you leave, you say, um, I'm going to go to the kitchen for a few minutes to make my lunch and I'll be right back. And then you just leave. You, you don't like make a big thing about it. You don't say, Oh no, I know you're crying. I know you're sad or, you know, don't go back, try to comfort her. You just leave met very matter of factly. And then when you come back, you say, I'm back. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, th- you know, this is, this is what I do. And with Henry, when we do that, he stops crying the second we come back. Oh yeah. Like the second, um, and I'm hoping that like he'll just kind of get more used to it. I mean, I think he is slowly. Yeah, we have put a gate up. There's a door that could be closed, but we put a gate up so that he can see what's happening in the new for the room. most part outside of the yes space. So, right. you know, I find that like often if I'm talking to him, even if I'm at a great distance and I'm talking to him, he isn't he isn't yelling. Yeah, but. You know, he does, he's still a baby and attached and yeah, doesn't have language yet to voice yeah. his anger. So, or questions, he just, he just yells. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like this instant thing where like you put the baby in the S space and they're like, cool. And they play in there quietly for like an hour. Like that's probably not going to happen. Um, so I would start doing it sort of gradually, like leaving them for sh- very short amounts of time and then trying to like build up the amount of time that you leave them. But mm-hmm. I would start by having the yes space up all the time. 
Reasonable. Um, so I hope that helps. Good advice from a from a from a from a from a, from a, a parent who's experienced in yes spaces now. You mean you? No, I mean you. But what about you? I mean, I have some experience in yes spaces. So you're pretty yes space experience. <laughs> <laughs> my big problem with the yes space is that I don't like to take my shoes on and off. So I find mm. that I have to stay in the perimeter of the yes space. You need some slippers. I don't mind it in there so much anymore because there's a wall to put up my back up against. Yeah. But I never would go into the other yes space. I would just sort of hang out with him from leaning over it. Anyway, that's mm. a thought. It is a thought. Thank you for that thought. Um, all right. We're in the rent versus buy portion of the podcast. Oh, this is a buy. This is a rent buy portion of the show that I uh, have come to enjoy. The, 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 the emails keep coming. Um, it used to be a way you'd review DVDs on television. Mm. Rent, buy, or pass. That's true. <laughs> Um, okay, this is first from Nicole. OMG, my husband and I are getting all sorts of shit from friends and family about looking for another place to rent rather than buy. My uh -huh. husband works long hours at a startup in the Bay Area, and a non-shithole house nearby is legit $2 million to buy. Same house is f around $5,000 a month to rent. Interesting. We have many friends who own, and when we say we're not looking to buy, they take it very personally. They do. The market here is starting to turn. California always goes first, up or down. That's and true. all it would take to lose a year of what we would pay in rent is a 3% drop in property value. No bueno. I get why so many people here pay cash if they can, because if you finance, you could end up hundreds of thousands of dollars underwater in a matter of months. If you pay cash, you're out the cash, but at least you have a roof over your head. We would love to own here or somewhere someday, but we're also bursting at the seams, i.e. I'm losing my shit on a daily basis. Yeah. And I don't want to get rushed into a purchase like that just because I want to get out of where we are now so badly. I feel you, Nicole. Mm. Anyway, Matt, don't let those people make you feel bad for renting. It just doesn't make financial sense if you consider a house to be an investment. Be kind to yourself. Nicole, two adults and two boy humans, four-year-old and two-year-old in a two-bedroom, two-bath, 900-square-foot condo. Oh, my God. And then she wrote, kill me now. Oh, my God. Nicole, you got to read something bigger. Yeah. Nicole, it's killing me. It's killing her. <laughs> Save yourself, Nicole. Um... But thank you. Also, like, yeah, it is crazy to me. The amount of people that will just. I don't know. It's like I'm moving. Oh, did you buy a place? No. Oh, <laughs> like that's think, literally it. I think especially when people hear that, like we moved into another house because I think not that many people actually rent single family houses. It seems <laughs> they must. Cause there's a market. Yeah, there is a market. I don't know. People I know who are renting are mostly in a, well, it's like go to an apartment and then you're like, then your next logical move is a house. Right. Right. But people like when I tell, they were like, Oh, where'd you move? And I was like, Oh, three blocks away. And they're like, Oh, did you buy? And I'm thinking like, are you insane? Like this neighborhood is crazy. This yeah, neighborhood is like they minimum. Cannot wait to knock down the building and yeah. put up a giant concrete box. Correct. We live next door to a concrete box. Yeah, but thankfully it's already built, so we don't have to. <laughs> Two doors down, concrete box that sat on the market for three years. Sat on the market for so long. It's on an alley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Emily had an interesting other perspective. Oh no. She sent along an article from the Financial Post, which is a Canadian newspaper. Mm-hmm about renting versus buying. And 
the gist of the article is that there's no like real right answer. It kind of depends on a lot of factors, but, but yeah. homeowners do generally tend to come out ahead of course they do. because it's like forced savings. Yes. So she says, for me, it really helped put the debate into, into perspective. The article talks about the Canadian market in cities with expensive rent and cities with more affordable rent. For instance, my fiance and I just bought an 800 square foot, two bedroom condo in Ottawa. Sure. Our mortgage payment plus condo fees and property tax is actually cheaper than it would be renting a two bedroom apartment. I assume this is the complete opposite scenario than the LA market where both rent and house prices are astronomical. But nonetheless, I thought I would send the article along. I love and appreciate the podcast so much. It has been wonderful listening to your journey over the past couple of years. Cheers, Emily. Soon moving to the aforementioned 800 square foot condo in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, but yeah, it's very silly to think who comes out ahead. I mean, if you're renting, you're just giving the money to somebody else. Totally. Totally. It just seems like... We did come to an interesting conclusion, though. We did. You and I. Um, yeah. You and I, T-Y. Yeah. Um... Which is that you would enjoy being, you might enjoy being a landlord because oh, you like to fix things. I'd love it. And then if we had the capital, oh, we should buy someone, a rental property and Matt could just be the... Someone call me up right now. The handyman. And I will go fix a pipe, hang something. You need me to get a chimney sweep over there? Done. What's happening? Can I be your landlord? <laughs> I'll be your landlord. <laughs> I would be your landlord, and, and and you'd love it. I'd be such a great landlord. I'd be so friendly. Your dog would like me. It'd be great. I'd give you uh, many, many hours and days notice if I was going to show up. <laughs> okay. Another voicemail. Hi, guys. This is Gabby from Philadelphia. Again, I just missed calling and I wanted to thank you for playing my uh, voicemail last week, even though there was that horrible chunk of seconds where I, you know, I lost service or whatever. But, you know, Matt was right. It was, it was real. It was the real pain I was experiencing, talking about owning a home and hating it, um, and my excessive water bill. Uh, water. That's right. Love it. And I wanted to pause the pod this week because right now you guys are talking about people calling in and encouraging you not to feel like societal pressure to own a home, but those are all people that own homes and, you know, that you wanted older people that don't own homes to call you and tell you it's a good idea. (laughs) So I I can't do that because I own my home, even though I've expressed to you how much I hate it. And I would encourage renting and moving forward. I seriously am uh, considering renting for myself. Interesting. But I'm in my uh, mid thirties. I have a couple of good friends who rent. They live in more city areas Mm -hmm. and, they don't own and they're not ready to own and they're not ready to like settle into suburban life owning and they're totally happy renting. They go on vacations yeah. with their, you know, excess money, I guess, that they're not putting towards their water bill and various other problems. Also, I laughed at Matt saying that Lupron was that the manager of the Backstreet Boys or whatever who's like Lou Pearlman. <laughs> but every time I hear Lupron, I think of Lupin. Like the werewolf uh, professor from Harry Potter, anyway. <laughs> uh, as usual, love you guys. Uh, just wanted to check in. Hi to baby Hank and Bo. Uh, have an awesome night. Thank you. Thank you. You call back anytime you want. You're a welcome addition to the podcast. 
Yeah. Gabby, and your you. use of water ice. I mean, water. just water. Water. Is delightful. Honey, we'll be right back. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. We're back, everybody. We are back. Paula just had one piece of advice on buying a home. Oh, Paula. No, it's Donna. Donna. Sorry. (laughs) Make sure you can afford the mortgage, taxes, and insurance on one salary. Sure. This is this That is is sound advice. This is the this is the thing I, you know, I'm terrified of all the time. Of like if I go down for the count. With a say writer strike or just not finding a gig for another eight months or something, would we be okay if we we owned a house? Right now, I feel like we're we 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 purposely stayed below a number, and we did the math, and we're like, okay, if this was down to one income, either of our incomes, we could handle it. Yeah. But yes, continue. Have never regretted buying, but financially it is less attractive in California since the tax laws change, so less is deductible. Mm-hmm. Also, don't buy a fixer unless you have plenty of extra cash flow. Another excellent point, Paula. Yeah. Paula, you're a winner. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. Um, okay, and our, our it's last... A, it's crazy okay. to think about the, the, the... Oh, it's the house stuff, so I can read this one. No, sure. no, you can go on. No, I was just thinking about like the whole... I mean, property taxes alone. Yeah. It's like bananas. Yeah. Especially out here now that they've changed the law. Oh, the federal law. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. I love renting. I know you do. I'm going to be the king of renting and I'm going to rent this house until I'm dead. We could buy something somewhere else, but I'm still going to rent this house. Okay. <laughs> I love renting two houses. <laughs> um, all right. From Angela, who says, I wanted to jump in on the buying a house issue. This would be a great essay for your book, by the way. Mm. The Endless Conundrum of Owning a ho- Home. Talk about how you did own one in Philadelphia. You, you've grown into what you feel like is a full-fledged human being adult with a dog and a baby and a husband and, you know, two good, two jobs and... And now you're in Los Angeles, California, and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. I don't come from money. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Angela says, I've been on both sides. I was convinced by society that I had to buy a house to be a legit responsible adult. The first house we bought was almost 2,000 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths, vaulted ceilings on a hillside with gorgeous views. <laughs> I laughed at the next sentence. I grew to hate it. <laughs> We accumulated too much stuff. It was so hard to keep the house warm. One side of the house would rise and fall depending on if it had rained recently. Oh, wow. That's not good. There were pine trees very close to the house that I was always afraid would fall through the roof when it was windy. Mm. Oh, interesting. We don't have pine trees. Those aren't, that's a fern. I mean, that's a A fur. fur, I mean. Mm. 
What's the difference? It's a bush. I mean, that's essentially a bush. Oh. All right, because it doesn't have like thick branches. Okay. Um, when the kids got to school age, we moved to a better school district where the houses were half the size and cost twice as much. Mm-hmm. So we sold the first house and bought a 977 square foot, two bed, two bed, one bath house for two adults, two kids. I love the size of that house. It was so easy to clean and there was no room for more stuff. But the three others in the house often felt cramped yeah. and one bathroom was not super convenient. So we put an addition on the house and made it almost 1300 square feet, three bedroom, two bath. While there were many other issues that caused the demise of my marriage, the construction of that addition was the straw that broke it. Hmm. Oof. So I got divorced and had to find a new place to live. I could choose to buy another house or rent. I'm renting an apartment, two bedroom, one bath, about 900 square feet for one adult, two kids, half the week. I love it. I will never own another house. <laughs> While I love this apartment, I don't feel tied down to it. I don't have the pressure of mortgage payments. It seemed like that would feel the same as monthly rent, but it doesn't. When something breaks or leaks or falls apart, I call the landlord, and it doesn't make me panic that my investment is going down the drain. I no longer worry about the next earthquake or flood that might make my house worthless. I worry that we survive the earthquake, but I can just leave the rubble behind. Head to family on the East Coast. The down payment I would have used on a house is with my financial advisor making money not sunk into a house, and that money is funding my early retirement. I financially could not have retired before 50 while owning a house. I was convinced... Angela, tell us your secret. I was convinced by society about a lot of things. Go to college, get married, buy a house, have kids. I don't regret any of those things and probably needed to do them in order for me to see how I actually feel about them rather than how society told me to feel. I know plenty of people who love owning a house, being married. It turns out I just wasn't one of them. My favorite place is to be hibernating in my rented apartment, which feels more like home than any place I've ever lived. Mm. I've rented this apartment for five years now, so it isn't just the novelty that is clouding my opinion. Maybe the takeaway is everyone is different. You won't know until you try, but it might not be what you hoped. Maybe the takeaway is find a place you love. doesn't matter if you rent or buy. Maybe the takeaway is anxious people don't like to own houses. I don't know if my story is relevant to yours, but here's one vote for been there, done that, won't ever do it again, and I'm happier than I've ever been. Best of luck in your move. I hope it is the place you feel at home, Angela. I feel like you and Angela are like Angela, two are, peas in a pod. We are simpatico. <laughs> oh, my God. You just want to hibernate in your rented house. Angela, get at me. I hear you're divorced. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Angela. <laughs> Angela, what if Angela came and lived here in this back house and we built like bunk beds for her kids? Uh huh. I'm listening. And we rented the back house of our rental mm, to, to Angela. Angela. <laughs> and then I was the landlord for the back house. Oh, that was that. But was... then we had a landlord for the main house. Also, uh, Angela, uh, there's no plumbing here. Uh, <laughs> there is no. <laughs> I literally, I just call it, I call it the shed. It's a shed. I mean. Yeah, it's no a climate, shed with a sliding no door. Climate control. It's one room. It's one room. Tile floor. Anyway, I thought you would enjoy that email. It was a great email. It's probably the best email I've heard since previous emails. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's hey, next? Hey, Matt, oh. Dory, Bo, and Henry. Um, oh my God, my AirPod just fell out. <laughs> I don't know what this is gonna sound like. Um, I'm walking my dog. Anyway, I had to pause the pod because. Matt was talking about his collecting guitars, and it just kind of enrages me every time he talks about it, which, I'm sorry, you're totally allowed to have a expensive and very space-consuming hobby slash 
collection, but mm-hmm. my husband would get mad at me because I used to collect the vinyl nation they sell at Disneyland, which, like, it's not really a thing anymore, but those things cost, like, $9 a pop. Sometimes and 11 Guitars cost, like, hundreds of dollars. And, like, you know, one of the... It's good. I was buying too many of them. We have a lot. It, he actually started it, and then I, like, really got into it. But anyway. Oh, maybe the guitars, I'd love to start something Dory got really into. Like, cool it a little bit. I feel like you think Dory is, like, oppressive about not really liking the guitars and you know she's amazing she is um and i don't know i just i know you know she's amazing but uh matt talking to matt um but just wanted to say something because like my husband if i collected like uh, i don't even know what the, the equivalent what i could oh my god my dog keeps trying to if you collected head. vintage like, sewing machines <laughs> that would be about the same size nope. um this is probably a terrible voicemail. No, it's a great voicemail. Anyway, um, I love the podcast. I keep listening to it in a weird order. I keep jumping around between old episodes and new episodes because um, I started like, like way late and I was like, oh my God, I saw the baby on the on the Instagram and had to know what was going on. So anyway, that was my comment. Maybe cool it on the guitars i don't know maybe she that's mean of me to say local you're a tv writer you can afford guitars five guitars but i don't know five is my limit you try collecting mini guitars something smaller ukuleles i don't know people have okay. said this to me thanks you guys are amazing bye bye <laughs> she is local she has an 818 people have code. said this to me well, I assume because the vinylmation means she's got to get to Disneyland often mm, mm-hmm. to start collecting those. Um, yeah, I do. I've collected guitars since before Dory's, since the before times. I moved out here with six guitars, you know, at 22. Uh, that number is obviously, you guys all know, it's crazy. And I never felt that Dory was oppressing me. I always felt that Dory was oppressed by the space that the guitars took up, and I always felt like it wasn't as much space as she made it out to be. Now that we're sitting in a large finished shed, <laughs> there is uh, the cases are crazy. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. What's that buzzing? Hmm. Anyway, those cases are crazy, and I am. Uh, apologetic to that in many ways. What is that sentence? That wasn't a sentence. <laughs> that was a fill it with words while I think about what this buzzing is. It's really what I'm going through. Okay. Um, but anyway, yes. So guitar collecting. Um, Lauren had a follow up. Hold on. Oh, wait. Hang on. I do want to Hi, say. Hi, Lauren again. I oh. realized I forgot to say the whole square footage thing. Yes, please. Because I haven't seen the episode where you guys started doing that. So I. You'll find to- it find it um anyway i'm lauren i live in an uh apartment with my husband is 1200 square feet with a bud, leroy jenkins he's a small dog and he's adorable and yeah maybe a family to come at some point oh lauren nice. thanks you guys are great bye you ha- you are a family you have a family you have a family it's that it's that leroy jenkins and yeah. that husband of yours yeah and Every single one of those vinylmation figures are <laughs> your family. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, guitar collecting it does sound annoying. I'm I'm sure. I, I, I mean, in the move, I got rid of uh, 
Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of them. Feels like something. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not enough for you people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to get rid of more. I'm I, I honestly I'm I'm trying to really sort of be be um Essential. It's not like curating the collection uh, because it's they're all very carefully curated in regards to like why I purchased them. Um, but maybe minimalizing it to uh, to a, not a. I don't think it's going to be any big swing, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's certainly there's certainly room to. Yeah, you guys can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I do like the idea of like hanging on to some and then I love, I do love trading in like eight for one. Mm. I do. That is a great feeling for mm-hmm. me. Weirdly. Cause that's not like, it's not the amount that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the quality of the guitar and like the vintageness and uh, here and there, you know, I love, I like new guitars too, but uh, you know, if I can trade like, six randos in for like a vintage fender gibson sure classic guitar i'm happy to do it uh so come at me if you've got a vintage fender or gibson guitar that you want to left-handed and uh, you'd like other guitars that are good but not as vintage hit me up doesn't sound like anyone's gonna take that offer um okay this is from Lindsay. Hi, Dory, Matt, Bo, and Henry. I've listened from the beginning, took a break. Now I'm back to listening, trying to catch up and listening to episode 239, Sleep Schedule. I would just like to say I love your Netflix show suggestions and currently watching Instant Hotel season one. I binged watched and in two days, I'm on the episode where they at Bondi Beach. Bondi. I love this show. I've also binge watched Zumbo's Just Desserts, which I heard about on this podcast. Zumbo's, I hear, is coming back. <gasps> I've heard there's a second season of Zumbo's what? coming. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a delightful show, and I'm not one for... I don't love dessert shows except for Great British Bake Off. You don't like dessert shows. I don't love dessert British. competition shows. Like I'm not oh, like I don't. I, I know you do. I yes. Don't, I don't love like the cake, whatever cake wars, cake wars, cupcake. cupcake. Wars. Yeah, I, I'm, like I'm not. I like the spring. We watched the spring bake off sometimes. We did. And the we winter bake off. I love the ones with the teams. Like those are my favorite. Mm. Like four teams, mm. and there's like a fruit carver for no reason, a guy that does the cake, someone that decorates the thing, a sculptor, an airbrusher, a glass. You uh, know, you're you're reminding blower. me that I never finished watching the the gift wrapping competition show. Wrapped? No. What was it called? What was it called? That's a wrap. It's a rap. It was like no. rap battle. Rap battle. Yeah, yeah. You just have to like think of the pun. <laughs> what the pun could be. Yeah. That's how these shows are all creative. I will not. I'm not even kidding you. I've been in Los Angeles and Hollywood long enough to know that it's 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 usually title first. Then you go, well, what the fuck is that? Okay. It's wrapping paper. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish Lindsay's email. Sorry. If you guys made a podcast on just the shows you watch, I would totally listen. <laughs> I would like to watch America's Test Kitchen, but can't seem to find it. Do you know where I can watch it? Uh, you can watch it on America's Test Kitchen's website, but don't you have but to you subscribe? But you have to be a subscriber to ATK, which is, a f- I think it's like twelve dollars a month. I would say, you know, Lindsay, maybe it's worth the twelve dollars just to try it for one month mm. and watch a few episodes and see how you feel about it. It's also on 
Uh, it's on PBS. So if you have, uh, I would check PBS's streaming platform. The other thing I would do is, I believe that some of them are on Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime member, uh, yeah, there you go. Hmm. Okay. Um, and she lives in Honolulu. In a 1,700-square-foot townhouse Whoa. with my boyfriend, 14-month-old daughter, and two cats. I mean, Lindsay, you're just, you're just living your best life yeah, out there. Yeah, seriously. All right, we have one last voicemail before Okey we dokey. come to the end of Ye old Show. Hi, Matt and Dory. It's Carly from Canada calling. Um, I'm one of those listeners who does not have any children. Not sure if I'm going to have them, but I enjoy you, too. I think Henry's adorable. But I'm mainly calling in at the moment for the strong bad part of the podcast, which I have to say is my new favorite segment. Strong bad is amazing. I'm so glad Matt reminded me of how funny it is because I haven't watched a strong bad video in years. But I need to highlight two essential strong bad uh, pieces of content that exist. One is Teen Girl Squad, which informed a lot of my teenage and university years. Um, it stars four characters called. Uh, cheerleader, what's-her-face, so-and-so, and and the ugly one. And in each cartoon, they die in very funny ways. Um, You just need to watch all of them. They're very funny. And then the other one is this video where Strong Bad reads a children's book, a children's book, (laughs) as he calls it, and he changes the words to make it very funny. Um, One of the highlights is there's a kid named Gregor, and he scratches it out and writes, Gregor is a weird name. And then at the end, he says, no two people are not on fire. Aww. You need to see it. Strong Bad is, like, difficult to explain to people. He is. And so stupid and funny. And I highly think that uh, Teen Girl Squad and the children's book are going to become some of your favorites. So, yeah, I hope whether or not you play this on the podcast, check them out. You will not regret. Thanks for everything. Bye. All right, let's see how Dory reacts to Teen Girl Squad. You ready, honey? Teen Girl Squad! Cheerleader! So-and-so! Watch your face! The ugly one! Hey, guys! Let's go get ready to look so good! Word, word, word! (laughs) Okay, now let's start looking good! Hey, hey, hey. Boy. Kristen, you look burnt or dead. I miss Christine. Oh, no. I have a crush on every boy. Arrow. Ow, my skin. Punt. Dad, yo. I look so good. <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. Wait, so you had never seen that? Oh, I've seen it. Oh, I heard that, cheerleader. You're looking so good. You want to go take a ride with me up to uh, Checkers or Rallies <laughs> or uh, Sonic Burger? <laughs> Whatever you guys got here. There you go. I'm oh, sorry, Teen Girl Squad. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you. And for participating in this podcast. With the, the great new Homestar Runner segment, <laughs> the Strong Bad segment. Um, thank you all so much. Thank yeah. you, Matt. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> thank you, Dory. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, everyone, thank you. Uh, but a big thanks to our patrons on Patreon. We are uh, available to do podcasts sometimes. Uh, we, those we of you from last month, you have a, another podcast coming. Don't you worry. And if you have like left us and you would like your podcast, email us. Let us know and we can get you that file that you were owed in January. The rest of you can expect two podcasts per month if you join at the uh, $10 level. But five and above gets you a name right on the podcast as a big thank you. Uh, and you get the back catalog if you sign up. So if you sign up this month and you want 55 episodes of back catalog, random behind the paywall stuff where it gets real, that's yeah, where you go. It gets uh, real, so real. Big thank you to our patrons. Uh, here we go. Diane M. Martin. Caroline Land. Greg Watchhorn. Jennifer H.S. Melody Baltazar. Tyler Rosewood. Karen Thakershi. Abba N. Alan L. Alec Meredith and Fletcher Bobble. Allison Dean. Amanda Lady. Amy. Amy Giles. Andrea McCarroll. Andy Pavlik. Andrew Rivera III. Angie James. And Kaylee. Bunch of Anonymous. One, two, three, four, five of them. April Cherry. Ariana Perry. Ashley Sicily. Audrey Watson. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Aurora and Zelda. We heard from them we this heard week. heard from them this week. On the Patreon up. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, ben, a PhD. Brett Jarrett. Britt S. Baker. Brittany Bonanza. Bruno Macias. Macias? Macias? Macias. CJ. Uh, Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Chinami Worth. Chris Dybel. Christina Smith. Darlene Estramira. Darren DeShong. Diana. Elizabeth Kapustka. Emily. Erica Brown. And here comes the Aaron Gudge. The Gudge. All right, everybody. Court's in session because here comes the Gudge. Uh, thanks so much. We'll see you all next. Well, we won't see you. You'll hear us next, next week. Next week. Bye.